Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about the Bungie staff changes. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at twitch.tv slash say no to rage. I'm probably live right now. If you're listening to the audio-only versions, there may be mid-roll ads on these now, but I will always have those placed in between questions. These Q&As tend to go pretty long. The mid-ad rolls are only going to be like 30 seconds, so that is something that may start happening but again i will be i take the time and care to make sure they land in between questions so to not disrupt the flow let's jump right into the question uh question sorry taken king do you think new staff changes will be like one step back and two step forward for the creative side of it it's difficult to know uh, because you don't know the value a person brought. There could be people that are frustrated that their favorite person is gone, their work ethic goes down. There could be people that are thrilled that someone is gone because they didn't like working with them or their work style or philosophy was frustrating. You know, oil and water. I, I, I do think there has been creative dissonance at Bungie for a while. I don't know how measurable that is now. It, it, it did feel like they kind of set things right with Forsaken. I need you, we, we need to remember what probably happened internally with Forsaken. There may have been a lot of I told you so's and whispers around the office because it was like how many members of Bungie's staff was said going into D2, this is a mistake. This will not work. People will not like this. And then there's a massive, uh, and a, there's a massive negative response. And then everybody basically has to eat crow, leading to Forsaken. We're go- we're reverting double primary. We're taking away static rolls. We're going to random rolls. Like we're basically reversing all these decisions that that you made and you made and you made whatever right even if there's no finger pointing i would imagine that would cause some level of tension a lot or a little it doesn't matter there could be tension so the shakeup of staff could really help with some of that like shake the dust off let's refocus here we don't need to get into i told you so's anymore let's let's make this game great we know what the community wants we know that we know the content trickle that works we need just more, they just need more depth I think they have two things in their corner right now to inform the future of Destiny. Number one, they know without a doubt what we like and what we don't like. That has been firmly established. Forsaken was a life preserver that pulled the boat out of the water. Like it pulled us out and kept us from drowning. Okay. The second thing they know is what content delivery schedule works best. I think the annual pass is significantly better with respect to the schedule. The content itself is lacking. If the content had more depth, if the perk pools and weapon systems were significantly better and more interesting, then I think we would be in a much better situation. I think those two things from a philosophical standpoint of saying, this is what the community wants. Let's cast this vision. This is the type of game we want to build. And this is a good delivery schedule for the drip feed once the game is up and running. That's a very, very good place to be. Getting from point A to point B is the real journey. You can have a map, right? To get from, I mean, you can have a map on how to get to Mount Doom but you ain't going to get there real easy. It's going to be a long journey. Just because you know where you got to go doesn't mean you can get there. Okay, so we'll have to wait and see. But I think at this point, the two biggest things in their favor are those two realities. Uh, Jet uh, Jaegerbomb says, what if weapons in Destiny came with two skill trees and only one works in PvE and PvP? We, yeah, we put this idea out yesterday about how you could have a blue, a blue perk tree and a red perk tree. And not just a blue perk tree and a red perk tree, but a blue stat, like stat readout and a red stat readout. Now, in the back end, they may actually have to go in and it's two weapons. It's, it's two weapons, you know? So if, that, if, if they were to do that, I think it would help significantly. And to a to a large degree, to a large degree, I think uh, I think there's far more going into PvP development changing than they are just gonna. I don't think they're just gonna. Oh, it was just split the guns down the middle. Let's just split the meta down the middle. I don't think it's that simple. Um, I think that's a thing that would help 
but I think they have far bigger problems than just perk trees on guns. Um, Designs, Toby. Do you already know or have a suspicion what Arc Week will be? I actually have no idea what Arc Week will be. I don't. I I think it'll be Arc and theme. Maybe everything will be. Uh, maybe everything will be Arc. You know, all modifiers or something like that. It's possible. It's possible that it's something that uh, that simple. I don't know. Uh, Chevy's in chat. He's one of the people that said it's gonna be. <laughs> It's going to be all remaining catalysts. I mean, I think he was joking, maybe being tongue in cheek. Uh, somebody said um, a revamped crucible. <laughs> I just, I think it's going to be about arc. I, I think there's going to be a lot of art going on. Um, who knows? You, if you remember how I said, I thought the snowballs and strikes were cool. What if they put little charges everywhere that give you like arc charges and give you the ability to, to channel you know, arc lightning and chain, I mean, sorry, chain lightning and different things. There could be, they could do a lot with it. Um, <clears throat> so we'll see. William uh, Hellard with 20 months. Thank you so much. Just enough. Instead of D1 primary, secondary, heavy, what do you think of the primary and secondary slot being open? Example, you can use any kinetic or energy in either slot. A lot of people have suggested this. I'm not necessarily opposed to this. Um, I'm not opposed to this, but I will say... I will say that I feel that it wouldn't necessarily fix our problems right now. It would certainly help if I could put the threat level down in the slot and the energy slot and then put the trust in the primary slot. I think that would be nice just for weapon sw- swapping. I make mistakes and I waste ammo. I do that all the time because you just you've, I played for four years and when I tap Y... And I'm done with my heavy weapon. I'm getting out my primary, right? Like that's just a that's just a natural flow. And I would like to be able to do that. I think my elemental weapon video puts forth a better a better system and a better argument because I think what you're suggesting is good, but it feels like a half measure. It's not the true solution. The true solution is a return to true elemental primaries, and all all primaries being in the top slot, secondaries in the middle, and heavies at the bottom. I just think that's a that's a that's a superior system. Ice the Axeman. Many have said that Bungie is too silent on the future of Destiny. Do you believe they need to be more upfront on the franchise's future now or wait until after the next piece of the annual pass? I, I Right now, the main thing people are wanting to hear about is Crucible. And I've said time and time again, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to do a full talk on this. I don't think they can say anything about the crucible right now because if they speak to the crucible that you're getting in in season of opulence and that's all they can say then people will speculate even further what about the state what about the state in the future of pvp beyond the summer what are you doing right that those will be questions that will get almost more traction more fire and more um more momentum and so my my speculation in theory thank you Ron from State Farm for 11 months my speculation in theory is that they don't know what they want to do with PvP yet internally they're restructuring you're losing sandbox leads you're losing you know those are major players who knows who else is leaving or what's getting restructured I don't think they know what they want to do with PvP just yet I don't I think they're trying to figure that out and in once they do have that figured out maybe then they will speak to us you know, in the present, we're going to maintain Crucible, add more pinnacle weapons, do this and this to Zavala, uh, do this and this to Shax, and blah, blah, blah. And then beyond that, we have plans to take PvP in a different direction, but it'll still have a presence in the game. I don't think they even want to say something that generic right now, because I don't think they have a firm grasp on what they want to do just yet. Uh, it's been a four-year, a four-plus-year struggle, and a frustration point, and... There needs to be, I think there needs to be some type of a change, both in leadership, maybe even in the team, maybe even in the philosophy or the actual execution of Crucible. There's a lot that probably needs to be discussed before they can even speak to the community with any any semblance of, of actual transparency. Silk PJs. Do you believe in the rumors that all the PvP devs are leaving or changing titles that PvP has no future anymore in Destiny going forward? Or do you think that they are just shaking things up, trying to start fresh? I think I think both are possible. 
the more we've talked about it and the more I've thought about it, I think it's more likely that they're they're melding departments and they're going to blend PvP and PvE. Paul Tassi was on the podcast last night and he said he doesn't think a blending of PvP and PvE really works long term because the most frustrating elements of Gambit are the invader. And so he would be worried that it would just become another kind of like not that appealing game mode or environment. And I I pushed back a little bit and said, well, I think there's other things they could try, like a conquest mode that culminates in like a big mayhem battle. And so it's not necessarily what it is now where it's so disruptive to have somebody invade. Uh, but I don't think dropping PvP makes no sense, uh, Legion. And the reason I don't think it makes no sense is we don't understand the internal decision-making. Uh, they could be saying... There's a handful of things that could lead to this decision. The production cost to maintain, build, and iterate on PvP could be generating less revenue than the rest of the game. They could look at the four-plus years of failed efforts of PvP and conclude that it's no longer worth pursuing in its current form, right? In its current form. So it would it would dissolve in many respects and not be what it is now. Crucible Labs didn't last at all. Rift is no longer around. Salvage and Breakthrough and Lockdown all failed attempts at game iteration. The game is in such bad state that Trials was removed from the game and their attempt to take the game into a different direction for a very balanced PvP, which was D2 Vanilla, was so severely hated that the entire game was changed 12 months later. They don't exactly have a strong resume in their back pocket to motivate them to keep doing what they've been doing. Doing the same thing over and over again and getting and getting poorer and poorer results because you say people still still play PvP. Yes, in greater diminishing numbers. That's even within Destiny, the numbers are diminishing. The engagement numbers are going down. And Bungie brought that about. You you think it is coincidental that Bungie structured things in such a way where people are slowly playing less PvP and playing more of other things? That's not an accident. Beyond the actual player base numbers, okay, beyond the actual player base numbers, externally, outside of Destiny, more and more people are pivoting to larger scale PvP environments, Battle Royale, free-to-play games like Apex and Fortnite. The PvP numbers that you're seeing that say 600k include Gambit, so it's actually 400k. Uh, 400k was the crucible number. I just checked guardian.gg. So 400k for crucible. That's pretty low. It's dropping. Uh, it's dropping quite a bit that that is not even the, the, the bigger question. The even bigger question beyond that is out of the people who play crucible regularly, how many are just doing milestones and they probably wouldn't care that much if it went away. How many of them wouldn't be playing crucible if the leveling was more sensible How many of them are not buying content? How many of them are non-revenue generating customers? Okay, once you start really splicing up that 400k number, my concern is you don't have a lot of people left that are hardcore PvP only revenue generating consumers. I worry that those of you that love PvP and you do buy the content and you want to continue buying the content, playing the game and playing PvP, I worry you're a minority that's my concern so again I'm not advocating for its removal I'm saying there could be a world in which the most counterintuitive thing ends up being the best thing for the game where they say this traditional style is not working it's it's continuing to dwindle the player base within our game and outside of our game is moving further and further away from this style of, of PvP and we don't make that much money from it so We'll just have to wait and see. I don't think it's that unreasonable to take everything I just said and say, that's a possibility. It's a business decision that they could say, this isn't worth it anymore. Or they could say, we, we, need, to re- we, we need to rebuild the entire thing, and that's why they're restructuring and staff members are leaving, because they need... Uh, they need to they need to recapture it i don't want it to go away there's too many people that i know and like i don't want you guys losing losing what you enjoy um but i think there's a version of this story that could end with the traditional arena style pvp being completely jettisoned from the game 
Red uh Red Hawk. Do you think September they will let us change super perks around like in D1? I don't know if that's even on their on their radar. That's not that's not even something I think that they are concerned about right now. I think the supers and the subclasses are set right now with the attunements. Uh, Super Darcy, is it confirmed that Bungie is making these changes based on budget cuts due to Activision's departure as a publisher? Could it be that Bungie is going to continue to downsize since they don't have uh, such a tight timeline anymore? It's possible. It's possible. That's another reason why... That's another reason why you may not see the PvP continue in its current form because it's easier to combine forces and have <clears throat> have content that's more hybrid and symbiotic content. Think of it that way. I've not even made this argument before, but if they combine their bandwidth and their forces and their teams, they could start developing more symbiotic content. So this would be content that is more feeding each other. So... I don't like the way this is set up, but Gambit Prime and Reckoning, it's symbiotic content. It feeds it, it feeds it itself. Crucible is like its own thing, its own entity off to the side. And so they may say, we'll get more capital if we start funneling content to overlap more and having such a sharp divide between PvE and PvP, we're, spe- we're spending a lot of effort doing that. And if we bring things more centric... So our efforts are more beneficial. So this team is working on this piece of content that's a mixture of PvP and PvE, and we're working on this PvE content, and the two have an interplay, so the game is more synergistic. I think they may... That's another That's another potential dialogue happening within. We have less money, we need to cut redundancies and costs, we can start combining teams and work on content that is more symbiotic in nature and not so sliced and separate. Sir Patty of Cakes, do you think they left uh, Bungie uh, is because uh, it's going in a different direction completely, uh, a la Battle Royale, or do you think they left because Crucible will not be featured in the future? I don't know it's as simple as either of the examples you're giving. Like, well, Bungie wants to do Battle Royale, I'm getting the frick out of here. Or, well, um, they're, they're not wanting Crucible to be the main stage, so I'm getting the heck out. I don't think it's that simplistic. It could be that simplistic. I mean, big picture, sure, there could be a changing of the tides, and they're just like, this is not what we want to contribute to. This is a very different game, or we don't see our philosophies landing on the future. You know, if Wisniewski is the guy that wanted static roles and double primary, and Luke Smith becomes franchise lead, and Luke Smith says, we're going hardcore RPG grind, deep skill trees, lots of perks, lots of depth, lots of power. Wisniewski might be like, that's just not the type of game I want to sink my teeth into. I, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, you know, hard swallowing cold meat, you know, when you're like having to struggle through a meal. He's probably thinking, that doesn't sound fun. Like, I don't want to do that. I, you know, other people might be like, that sounds exactly like the kind of game we want to make, you know? Rusty, I still think One-Eyed Mask is absurdly powerful. Foe Tracer gives tracking and extra damage on low health uh, targets. Worm Husk gives a chunk of health on dodge. One-Eyed Mask gives better versions of both of those, plus an overshield. Even after the nerfs, it's still the de facto best exotic in the game for PvP. Is this exotic just OP as a concept? Well... In general, there's a limitation on how much power you can give a player. So if I'm going to make your gun stronger, I can make it shoot faster, I can make its damage go up, I can make it reload quicker, I can make it more accurate, I can add a multiplier to when you land like a critical hit. There's like a a small smattering of things I can do to your gun to make it stronger. Once I max all those things out, I'm kind of done. Exotics are getting into that, that headspace and that lane of there's only so much we can do with exotic armor and then you have one that kind of sneaks outside the bell curve and it's like oh I get to do both and so one-eyed mask is kind of like primaries that can get you know feeding frenzy and rampage they get sort of two of the best things they get a reload perk that doesn't require precision and then they get a damage perk that just requires kills it's like it's, it's basically the best of both worlds Instead of like, oh, well, this gun only gets Rampage, or this gun only gets Feeding Frenzy, it gets both. So your One-Eyed Mask is a similar it's a similar thing. It's getting, as you pointed out, it's getting, it's getting two 
two things and then a little extra. I don't know how you fix it. I just think they they hit that ceiling of like what they can add to exotics and then they start adding more and then things get out of control. It's very common. J Meister. I am not as invested in other games like I am in Destiny. It's the lack is the lack of communication um, and sometimes the lack of transparency normal. I guess they're not obligated to tell us everything, but when the game is in a bad spot and you pay your hard-earned money into it, a little more info at times would be a good idea. Well, Bungie was doing a phenomenal job with the lead-up to Forsaken and then post-Forsaken lead-up to the annual pass was phenomenal. What I think happened in the aftermath of that was the split with Activision. Um, so the split with Activision is just drawing their attention away from from speaking to us. But also, as I said earlier, if they're restructuring teams, they can't really say anything. We don't know what we're going to do with PvP in the future. You might as well ask us, what are we going to do with Strikes and Nightfalls in the future? We don't know. We're restructuring these teams. You know? Redhawk, do you think September they will... Uh, change super perks around like it, I don't know why you submitted this question twice I don't even know why you think they're gonna do that um, egg rolls uh, egg roll egg rolls should self res for warlocks come back in d3 no self res is the ultimate the ultimate pain avoidance and I think it makes designing certain elements really really difficult we don't want self res coming back uh, it was too it was, it was too much it was too much the denshi so Zura's Faded Ingram is still broken. I bought one and it gave me an old exotic. Are they ever going to fix this? I don't think I think it can only give you new exotics from the year one pool that you don't have yet. So maybe you are do you already have all of the year one exotics? It's not gonna give you new stuff. It's only year ones. JD Gamer. Uh, do you think we need better communication? to us as a community from the devs and Cosmo and Bungie all around when it comes to the future of this game when we don't even know what the future holds listen Luke Smith addressed the community candidly in that TWAB when it became known he was director of the franchise he's franchise director he addressed us directly and said something to the effect of most of us here are, are, are looking forward and how we're going to be building the future of the game I'm paraphrasing but essentially he didn't say we're going to be talking to you a lot in the coming months he's like we're going to be planning we're going to be looking forward how do we expand this game how do we make this game better and I think that was that was sort of a we'll see you when we see you kind of a kind of a talk you know and even then as he as they had that trailer, okay, as they had that trailer for Season of the Drifter, Luke Smith enters the stage and talks about creating a destiny that is a, a bungee-controlled destiny. And figure. he even talks, I think, in that video about figuring out what that looks like. It's another sort of, we will see you when we see you. We are, we are noses down, planning, thinking, vision casting. Like, they're not... Listen, communication and transparency is always at a fever pitch. When? Right before and around content delivery. Why is that? Because they have concrete things they can say. It's concrete. You're going to get this. You're going to get it on this date. And then on this date and this date and this date. And we're going to make these changes. And this is the new loot. And this is the new NPC. Boom, 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 boom. A concrete list of things. What are they supposed to say now? We had a great vision casting meeting uh, last week where someone suggested in the future we have perks that are invested into on guns and augmented, and we think that's a cool idea. Well, why in the frick would you share that with the community right now? Right? People are going to be like, well, wait, I I thought you guys said we were going to get this, 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 and this, and this on the perk trees. And they're like, well, no, that was an idea in a vision casting meeting. We didn't promise that to you. Don't you see? Until they have something concrete to say, you're asking them to, to give us a window into processes that they can't I, they, they can't let us see those things. Do you know how many good ideas probably get scrapped and how many concepts or pieces of content get scrapped that we would see and be like, that's awesome. Why can't we have that? Like they just, I just don't think they can do it. Neon Curry says 
I believe that some of the lower tier Crucible devs have also changed their titles from Crucible dev to roleplay dev thoughts. I would love to know who you're talking about so we could verify this. If this is true, then I think one of the reasons that myself and Paul Tassi and many other people have been sort of mocked and made fun of, I even saw streamers subtweeting and taking shots. That's fine. The more you attack me instead of engaging with the argument, the more you give away that you have no argument. And platitudes like, I just don't see Destiny without Crucible, Crucible's not going anywhere, those platitudes are not arguments. So, the more and more these things happen, the more it seems apparent that it is a possibility, or at the very least, they bring in another team, they outsource it, who knows what the frick they're doing. But if there are other staff members changing their profiles, then that that is something that needs to be considered in, in the discussion. Um, again, we're not advocating for it to be taken out, but it does seem like there is a shift in focus. There just seems to be a shift in focus. That doesn't mean Crucible is removed. It could again just mean there's an evolution and a change in what PvP looks like in Destiny. RP008. There was a lot of speculation because of the Bungie staff changes. However, do you feel like they should have had another summit with the PvP community or have summits more frequently, especially with PvP? I think there's a significant risk in doing more community summits because um, there's only so much they can do at a summit, and I think summits have become an annoyance to the community at large. I don't think the community at large sees summits as a value anymore. I think they're annoyed by them. When you are playing... Uh, months and months of content where you're frustrated by leveling and infusion and you see big figureheads in the community saying that they advocated for these changes at the summit that doesn't really bode well Um, and then you know that they did a community summit for the forge and the drifter and a lot of this crap is still in the game if I were a community member on the forums or on reddit I wouldn't really give a crap about your community summits anymore I wouldn't I'd be like You're not removing some of the most basic things. You're not responding to some of the most ground-level requests from the community. I don't care who the frick you invite. I don't care if you invite Barack Obama. It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't... It's not not affecting what we want to see happen. Now, I'm not saying that capture events should stop happening. I just think they should stop calling them community summits. Because the content's done, okay? Opulence is done. They're not going to make a change. They're not. Somebody doesn't sit down at the opulence capture event and say, you know, have you guys really considered doing this and this and this? And they're like, oh my gosh, we'll get right on that. We'll make all those changes in the 11th hour right before the content goes out. It ain't, no, it ain't going to happen. It's literally, what's it like? You like it? Cool. Now, the the very, very first summit, okay? was a needed thing, but I think a lot of it just ended up being PR. A lot of it just ended up being PR. It was like, we brought the community out, we listened to you guys, we implemented some of the things the community wanted to have changed, but how much do you think really got implemented? They already had things in place. I talked to many people that went, and they were shown, this is what we're doing with the weapon system, what do you think? And they got a bunch of high fives and praises. I don't think the weapon system is 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 where it needs to be. I think it needs to go further. Right? So the, the weapon system didn't get an overhaul because of the summit. The summit was a reaction to the weapon system. Oh yeah, new weapon system's nice. Oh, I can carry three shotguns. Cool, neat. We all kind of got wowed by that sleight of hand. It's not true freedom, it's an illusion of freedom that you can s- equip three shotguns. And the most notable change, the most notable influence that the the community has been credited for anytime it comes up is infusion and leveling pain. That ain't going over too well, so you might want to stop talking about community summits for a while. You might want to just start talking to the community on the forums and Reddit and saying, we hear you, here's how we're implementing the changes. It's just... I don't know. That's just my take. My take is I would just start calling them capture events and say that we're constantly receiving feedback and 
were all the feedbacks being considered you know wherever it comes from Slayer Dan what has been the update with supers recently uh, have not been on in a while there's no update with supers that I know of I mean they've made marginal changes like uh, they they nerfed Nova Warp and um, I forget the other one they made some adjustments to I'm not I'm not your source for patch notes you can always check those on bungie.net uh, Riv Riv Lalme what do you think would be better system for loot coming from Monster Hunter where I want a weapon or a piece of gear and I hunt the monster for its materials but I know I will get what I want in Destiny I feel that I don't often get the kind of power as a player sometimes I feel confined to weekly and daily milestones just to get legendary gear well you're talking about player agency and I've talked about this a lot so player agency is your control over your destiny right um, and so Ada's bounties are where I always point I think she's the best mixture of player agency and RNG you can pick up the kindled orchid uh, bounty and you can do it as many times as you want they're adding even more player agency because all the frames will be available each week and then you pick the ones that you want to do perfect system right the Monhun system I don't want it to be that transactional my take on player agency and RNG is that Ada's bounties is a perfect marriage. There's RNG on the roll, so you can pursue the god roll if you want. If you're a more casual player, you can just get the weapon and be hopefully satisfied with it unless you get a total trash roll, but you can keep trying, right? If there's too much player agency, it's merely a transaction of time, and I believe that that is boring. If there's too much RNG, a feeling of futility ends up creeping into the player, and they disengage. If there's enough RNG to keep them in pursuit, and to keep them excited every time it drops, but there's enough agency that they feel they're in control of the pursuit to a degree, then you have a happy marriage. The chance of it being dropping and giving you what you want is exciting. The feeling of player agency is empowering. So it's a good, good mixture. So I I don't know enough about Monhun to comment. I'm just saying too much agency can lead to a transaction of time, which is purely enough time best gear and that's just I feel like that leads to a lot of boredom because then you're like well I don't have enough time to do that so I will never get the best of the best there's no that's one of the beauties of RNG is everybody has a chance to get the god roll you just keep trying you don't have to put in the same amount of hours a little off topic but will we ever see faction stuff again no idea I, I don't know why they wouldn't bring that back at least maybe again again Faction Rally and all the year one NPCs and year one loot could be just being held on to because they want to give it that they want to give it that refresh treatment later on. Ganks. In my opinion, I don't think PvP is going anywhere in the future. I think Bungie's idea for PvP is change. Anon the Nine said we will have a Dark Zone type in the DL D3. This apparently is not it's not credible anymore apparently apparently so we don't know the credibility of the anon the nine claim about the dark zone style all right uh do you think rumors and ideas like this have pushed these guys away or maybe they just need a break from everything i don't know why they left again i already kind of speculated these are the various reasons they could have left we don't need anon the nines rumor to be true to see that bungie has pivoted away from crucible significantly that could be playing a part in these guys' departures. Rusty. Given the player's reaction to D2 launch, do you think Bungie will feel that big fundamental changes in Destiny 3, like fixed roles, just aren't worth the risk? Will Bungie be too timid to implement whatever the double primary of Destiny 3 would be and instead just play it safe and release Destiny 2.5? Do you see this as a big problem uh, since Destiny may not truly evolve? This is obviously a fear, right? This is obviously a fear. Um, it's one of those things where you you want innovation, but you don't want a game to lose its identity. Um, Chevy is saying he can 100% confirm that the leak that was posted was not an on the nine. It's 110% not him. I talked directly to him and confirmed it's not anon the nines leak so the anon the nine leak about the destiny dark zone if if 
if Chevy's good at his word, I believe that he is. If he's if if, if his word is trustworthy, I believe Chevy's word is trustworthy. Then this anon the nine leak is not true. Um. So there you go. The the but as I said, even if it's not true, there was there was clearly a pivot away from uh, traditional PvP. This question is a good one though from Rusty. There is risk. This is live, yes. There is risk in innovation. This is why franchises stay stay the course. This is why they remake The Lion King. This is why Call of Duty didn't change for 10 years. Because it works. It works. Innovation can kill a franchise. Uh, Call of Duty tried to innovate. Wall running, double jumping, all that. Everybody hated it. They wanted to go back to boots on the ground. While also saying it's boring, it's the same thing. I don't, you know, I'm sick of this. It's never, nothing ever changes. So, I think that I, what, what this question is positing is what if they need to make such a significant change to PvP? It needs to be to the degree of double primary. They're not saying we need double primary. What this question is saying is there needs to be a level of change that's that far reaching. Right? Um... If that's the level that we need, they could again do the exact same thing and break everything and upset everybody. I've said another version of this. I've said, if you get your way, they strip things down, they go to more Halo style, set weapons, neuter the supers, neuter the power, whatever. The base players of PvP may say, this doesn't feel like Destiny, I'm out. And then they're saying, well... You know, the new people are saying, people that they're trying to appeal come in and say, yeah, it's okay, it's not really my thing. It's very, very risky to do that. It's very, very risky to do that. Uh, it could backfire. It, it, could, it could backfire. And then staying the course and just doing the same thing again, playing it safe and doing Destiny 2.5, I believe is also risky. I think we have four and a half years of proof that PvP in this state doesn't work very well. It doesn't. I played one game today for a milestone. It was a it was an old trials map. I forget the name of it where you can spawn outside or inside and there's the big spinning circle doors. I always forget the name of that one. That's a trials map. That's designed for 3v3 spawns, you know, swap sides and um and they throw 12 people on the map for control. Yeah, Burning Shrine I believe is the name of it. It's where you unlock the hammer super in Destiny, the Taken King. Okay, Burning Shrine. Now, they dropped 12 people on there for control. Do you know what happened? I think I died six or seven times in a row within seconds of spawning. I spawned, took a couple steps, got killed by a super or a heavy weapon. There's too many people. The game, this game's crucible has been around the block for four and a half years, and they still do the same dumb things they they did in D1. Let's drop twelve people on a three v three map, and let's see how it goes. And it's terrible. There, there's no gunfights. There's there's nothing. It's just spawn death after spawn death. That's ter- It's a terrible experience. We got steamrolled and we lost, and then I got my milestone, and it wasn't what I needed, and I just my hatred for the crucible grew even more. And so, the, I I think there is a bigger risk in staying the course and doing this all over again. There is far more arguments to be made about the failures of the crucible for the last four and a half years than their successes so you need big change you need an, a massive amount of change massive tropic yeti would you rather have an annual pass or a forsaken dlc if that meant that was all the content we got for the next year oh wow that's a tough one i would probably go with the annual pass just so there'd be little injections of new stuff every once in a while I would be worried if they gave us a Taken King style DLC, we'd get into January and be like, what the frick, dude? What are we going to do? Um, I think an annual pass style piece of content would be would be far better. I think it'd be far better. Because then at least there's something new every season that you're, you know, you have a, a chance you have a chance to like, okay, there's new guns, there's new this, there's new that. In, instead, instead of 
I, like I said, we get to January and I think we'll be like, oh no. <laughs> oh no, there is nothing. There is nothing for the next six to eight months or however long, you know, however long. Um, I would like them to do both. I would like to get Taken Queen in September and then annual pass to follow. I'm concerned that the Taken Queen DLC that was planned for September is going to get split up and broken apart and that'll be our annual pass that's my fear is that we're going to get we're going to get like a, a more diluted version of what could have been a big $40 DLC it'll be it'll, not diluted but it'll be stretched out I'll be switching to Borderlands 1 today screen and doing a talk and Q&A over there so we'll be over there uh, today Dixie Whistler, is there a possibility that this flavor of PvP is on the decline in gaming as a whole? Higher accessibility, uh, susceptibility to cheating, connection issues, relying on peer-to-peer versus dedicated servers, lower access to high-speed internet. Oh yeah, I mean we've we've added this element uh, to the conversation quite a bit. Uh, we've added this element to the conversation quite a bit. There is uh, there is a significant uh, change in the community you know at large the gaming community at large is I do think pivoting away from this style and I don't think you help your case with peer to peer I don't I think that makes it worse it's compounding the problem right if you're tr- imagine like let's imagine that Crocs just go out of style maybe they are out of style I don't know let's just imagine that people don't like buying Crocs anymore People are buying this new, this new type of shoe called Gators instead of Crocs. Right? Gators are competing with Crocs. They're cheaper. They're lighter. They're the new thing. They're the new fad. So Crocs go down in sales. Okay. Well, it would make matters worse if Crocs had defective versions of the, of their shoes that were coming out that were really uncomfortable. Right. Right? Oh, well, I, even if you buy Crocs, there's a chance they're going to be really uncomfortable and they're going to pinch your foot. It would make it worse. No, I don't own Crocs. <laughs> I just got one pair of Nikes. I'm not a shoe guy. I'm not a shoe guy. I got one pair of Nikes. That's it. I always just buy a black pair of shoes. That's how I roll. <laughs> black, black pair of shoes goes with everything. So it makes it worse right you're like well geez crocs are already struggling to to be sold they're already struggling in popularity but to make matters worse they're also really uncomfortable sometimes the exact same the exact same scenarios going on here crucible arena style that we have in destiny is getting less and less popular and if you do venture in there it can be incredibly unenjoyable because of connections because of lag because of peer to peer ddosers etc you also have to understand something. Established franchises always struggle to pull in new people. Okay? If you pick up Gears of War PvP and you've never touched it before, you better buckle the frick up. You're going to get taken to task. If you pick up Call of Duty or when I try to get into PUBG, you better buckle up because you're playing against people that are out of your league. Try taking a six month break from Fortnite and jumping back in. You're gonna be like, what's this balloon? Is that a plane? Is that a dinosaur? What the frick? Is that guy flying? I'm dead. Like, you fall behind instantly. And then you try to get into an established franchise, you're gonna get kicked just right in the face. So there's a lot of things that are a part of this conversation and established franchising, established franchises being accessible to new players is really really difficult egg roll egg rolls how many last wish raids did it take you to get 1k voices i don't remember it was like the second week though i was one of the lucky ones i think they nerfed the drop rate after the first couple of weeks if you want my honest opinion uh there felt like there were way more people way more people um, that were getting it in those first couple of weeks, and then all of a sudden the well dried up, and nobody was getting 1k. Lulz GG, can you talk about the potential implications as a content creator of removing traditional PvP? Even looking at the director now, most of the streams uh, are PvP streams. I'm thinking about the implications of this would have for streamers like True Vanguard, Frosty, Cami, uh, Change, and the negative perception of Destiny would be carried on their onto their communities. 
Okay, this has already happened in large measure, though. This has already happened in large measure. Many, many, many streamers walked away and they became Fortnite and Apex dudes and streamers and professionals and they're on teams and they don't touch Destiny now. Uh, So, it's already happened, right? Now, I love true vanguard i love ryan he's one of the nicest guys i've ever met i really do i think he's a super nice guy i would never want to see ryan's community and ryan as a person and a streamer and as, as a gamer i would never want them to feel like well we don't have a home anymore now we're this we're this nomadic community that has to like wander between games while you know true vanguard finds what he wants to invest in right i don't want that to happen i don't so I, I would think that it's going to have a presence, but will it be a presence that works for Destiny and for Destiny streams? I don't know. Trials became a nightmare. I mean, come on. Do we really have to go back and rewind the clock and replay clips of streamers saying, I'm done, I can't do this anymore with Trials in D2? Do we need to revisit that? Do, do, is, it, does that is that what we need to do? Do we need to walk down that terrible memory lane? I don't think we want to do that. That's not a fun memory. That's not a fun time in the life in the life cycle of the history of Destiny and the Directory. Uh, so I don't I don't want that to happen. But it already has happened to a degree. It already has happened to a degree. So I would hope that the new iteration would be something they could sink their teeth in, and the community would enjoy it. Uh, this Gambit League that they're going to do. I have a lot of concerns. I don't think it's going to do what they think it's going to do. I don't think it's going to be a laid back fun community thing. I think the, I think the, uh, I think the, the, the Gambit league is going to struggle to be enjoyable because of what Gambit is and what Gambit prime does to people and how it flows. I just, I'm very interested. There's a part of me that's very interested and very curious what really strong teams will look like when they play against each other. Um, but I don't think it's going to be that fun trials, let's watch teams go crazy environment. I don't think it's going to be. Shaped Thrower. Since you have been talking about lackluster perks, I've been thinking and was wondering what you think of perks changing animations to add depth to the perk, like make snipers into a bolt action. I, the flourishes on the guns aren't really a concern of mine right now. I want depth and power. Um... Azuz uh, Azuz P says, "Would you still invest in D2 if Crucible was removed?" I I wouldn't affect me. I'm not advocating for its removal. I'm saying it seems like it's in trouble and they may change it significantly or remove it. One it's I don't think it's going to stay the same. Listen, this is the big big question for the people that are like, "It'll never go away. Stop being silly, stop being stupid." I'm going to make a passive subs tweet because, you know, in- intellectual arguments are difficult for uh, for small-brained people. But let's let's see if they can do this. Let's see if they can piece together, you know, an argument, okay? I want you to argue for this version of the Crucible continuing. What's it going to look like? Do you want to be having these same conversations a year two years and three years from now because we've been having the same conversation for four years so I'm genuinely interested all these all these waxing know-it-alls about how it's never going to go anywhere fine argue for why it should stay and how it can stay because it's not good now player base numbers are going down and streamers aren't streaming it so let me hear what you got. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly genuinely interested. The only person who actually engaged with me was True Vanguard. And his issue was, I love this game. It's changed my life. I wouldn't want it to go away. And my, my comeback was, I, I don't want it to go away for you. It seems like it is. Argue, argue for it. I'm just, I'm really, really curious. Because people will tweet out and they'll tweet out like four bullet points. All they need to do is this. Oh, really? Is that it? It's been almost five years and all they needed was your bullet points and your tweet and that'll fix a crucible? Come on, get real. Get real. The problems are long-standing and they're deep. And they have a laundry list of failures. 
failures. Crucible Labs didn't even last. Like, if that, if you need an indication, if you need an indication that Crucible's in bad shape, where the frick is Crucible Labs? That's another really, really tough question to deal with. Another hard pill to swallow. If Crucible was going to evolve, if Crucible was going to get better, if Crucible was going to excel and progress, why did they get rid of Crucible Labs? Wouldn't that have been one of the main ways to see it improve? And it's gone already. writing's on the wall man it's just they're doing something completely different with it or they're gutting it it's one of the two I don't think it's staying the same rice burner do you think it's a good idea to bring back the old leveling system that they had in destiny 1 weapons and armor having a certain amount of kills uh, or just using the armor in general I think the leveling system right now is fine but it's the journey that's terrible all they gotta do if blues and purples drop at your level then the, the leveling system's fine you yank enhancement cores out of infusion. The, the cost of glimmer, legendary shards, and planetary materials would be too costly for you to want to be infusing all the time. Because you'd be getting little, little, little teeny one and two jumps on your blues and your purples. You'd be getting teeny jumps. Natural pain would keep you from infusing like crazy. Enhancement cores don't need to be in there. You're in more control of your loot grind. Milestones are more meaningful. People are still pivoting to all points in the game. They're still rotating through Crucible and Gambit, even though they might not want to, but they feel more empowered because they've been grinding blues and purples from from you know strikes or public events to round out their character before doing a milestone. The leveling system isn't the problem. It's the it's the way that we get there. It's the way that we get there. Uh, NSAX, do you think we should be able to fast travel to the forge and not have to visit Ada? Oh yeah, that that content flow needs to change. That content flow needs to change significantly, significantly. We're gonna take these next two questions and then we're gonna check all the reset stuff. All right, Evil the Waffler, what happens if we don't get any content anymore in D two? Uh, worrisome, but maybe that can give us confidence about the future of D three. That's worrisome though. Uh. Fear, uh, first zone or fierce one. Would you rather have a big DLC for D3 with two really good raids or with the perfect PvP and one joke raid? I, you're you're asking me which you're asking me to 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 shoot one kid so the other kid can live. Like I don't want to make that decision. Um, so I get two really good raids or I get perfect PvP with one joke raid. Oh, with one okay raid maybe. I mean, I would sacrifice my experience for the PvP community. I would. If you let me push a button, and they said, Lono, you're in charge. If you push this button, Crucible will be amazing and immaculate, but you're only going to get one okay raid. If you push this button, there's no PvP, but you're going to get two really good raids. I'd be like, you know what? That's fine. Raids become irrelevant. PvP would be long-standing if they got it right. I mean, honestly, the capital that you're going to get out of those raids is going to run out eventually. The PvP could be built upon. You could give me another raid further down the line. Does that make sense? So, all right, we're going to check out the reset activities. If you're here live, don't go anywhere. If you've enjoyed the show, click the follow button. That's the little heart button on my Twitch channel. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always come into twitch.tv slash say no to rage and watch these live and partake. Uh, And as always, I appreciate you listening and watching in all the other locations. Please like, share, and subscribe.